Hello, guests and ghouls, and welcome to Quest Friends Hereafter, an improvised fiction podcast using the Under the Neighborhood role-playing system. I am Kyle, he, him, and today I, my four best friends, and some dice are going to tell you a story about the only challenge greater than battling, learning how to get along. Hello, I am Ari Sheher, and I play Kike, the opportunist who adapts he, him. I'm Emily, they, she, and I play Irene, the necromon trainer who overextends. She, her. I am Tom, he, him, and I play Hilda Mishkevich, the guardian who pulls pranks. Who is she, her? I'm Hallie, and I play... Mm, hang on. I'm Hallie, she, her, and I play Sparky Malarkey, the intuition who investigates. Also, she, her. I like how you stopped even though you had no reason to. You said it, nah. then stopped, then redid it with just a slightly deeper voice. The vibes were wrong. I had to respect the vibes. The vibes told me to stop and redo it. <laughs> the perfectly fine take that I had just started. How's your Mucinex? <laughs> I haven't taken it today because I was oh. like I didn't have to. It tastes just like the cough medicine that made me throw up nine times out of ten when I was a child. And I can't take the pills because they're too big and they make my vision blurry. And I don't like that. So I have to take the liquid. So as usual, we begin each session by going over our slice of life complications. Now, because of the way this session is operating, the slice of life complications could be specifically for Sparky or Kike. So I'm now going to hand it over to all of you to share what disasters you have given each other. I well, like to, oh, oh, no, you go, you go, you go, you go, no, you go. No, you go. No. You go, you go. You start. Okay. I yes. was going to open the floor by doing the first self-complication, which is that Sparky can't find her Reese's peanut God butter cup. Damn it. Inspired by true events such as <laughs> I can't Ooh. find my Reese's peanut butter cup. What a power play taking that from our <laughs> Okay, that has solved my dilemma because I was going to say I had already a slice of life complication, but I felt like dunking on Hallie and saying that the, <laughs> the complication was the Reese's Pieces, and I was going to ask you to choose between one of those two. But now that Hallie has chosen the Reese's Piece complication, <laughs> I can choose my other complication I had, which is a thing that also happened uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, which is that... So I, I remember you said that Sparky's the one, like, drives people to the event, right? Like has her car and drives people there. It's got a cool van. Uh, Yeah, Sparky drove Hilda to this place because Hilda's moms couldn't make it for the drop-off time. Right. So the complication I have is that her car, like, it was fine on the way, but suddenly it cannot go in reverse and specifically in reverse. The rest of everything works fine, but going in reverse why can't it, doesn't work. Why can't it go in reverse? Wait, what? Why? I, because it just makes a really, a really weird noise and it just goes when it goes in reverse. This happened to my dad's Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, this is, this happens to our car too. That's why I said it. Cause I'm like, what the actual fuck is he this problem? He was determined not to give it up. So what he'd do is, and he likes to do this anyway. You know, when you drive in a parking lot, kind of driving 
to the other lane so that you're facing outwards. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way to park. So he would do that specifically because he couldn't go backwards. Yeah, no, because like, because that, that happened when they, they took the car to repair for a different problem. And then he was like, oh, so that problem is fine, but there's another problem. It can't go in reverse. <laughs> so anyways, that's the complication because I thought it was such a fucking random thing for a car. Like everything it feels works fine, but it can't go in reverse. Like what the fuck is that issue? All right, Tom and Emily, what are your complications? I had a question. Does Kike drive? Yeah, he can drive. I assume he would have driven his kids to the competition, right? Yeah, he could have. I know Ariel can drive, but I guess maybe for whatever reason, Ariel was like, can you drive us or I something? I mean, Ariel, Ariel works every job and doesn't do necromon dueling, so maybe they're just busy today. And uh, yeah. Kike mm. had to take Yunuan specifically. Okay, yes. So the answer is yes. He has a little, a little tiny Volkswagen, like the one that, because that is, that is a really common car in my OG, OG hometown. Well, he, uh, got a parking ticket. (laughs) Why? There's no justification (laughs) for why. He just got one. I like the idea that he went, he parked in a parking spot, verified, double, triple check, because, you know. Yeah. When he came back, the parking spot literally didn't exist. <laughs> the lines were no longer there. It was a phantom parking spot, and he got a ticket. God. Peeled up like a cartoon character, just like, time to move these yellow lines, everyone. <laughs> I, I sure hope nobody mistook these for a parking spot, just because we left all these yellow lines lying out here in the, the lot. <laughs> all right, Tom, what about you? I had two ideas, but after Emily's choice, I have to say Sparky Malarkey's coffee machine is not working today. (laughs) Yes! The meme continues! I have to keep it alive. The meme continues. (laughs) No. All right, so here's what we've got. Sparky can't find her peanut butter cups, which I want to tentatively call Reese's in pieces. Reese's in pieces! (laughs) Sparky's car can't go in reverse. Kike has a phantom parking ticket, or Sparky's coffee machine is broken. I really, I really want to see the car that can't go in reverse. This is yeah. very important to me. I would also, mm-hmm. same. I mean, I think same, though my second choice would be the dunks of Sparky not being able to find her wrist. <laughs> I really like that they're R.I.P. It's very cute. It's, it's very cute. What if that is why it can't go in reverse? Because the Reese's in piece is stuck somewhere in the... The Reese's <laughs> in the car is now in pieces. It doesn't reverse without the Reese's. Yeah. Okay, so it has been a month since your last adventure. To kind of summarize what happened about a month ago, you all went to the Bring Your Work Today festival or something along those lines. Everything went pretty well, you know. Sparky did get kind of coerced into going on a maybe date with Lucas Bang by Alina Miskevich, one of their shared friends and Hilda's mom. Also, a ball pit exploded and you all got stuck in a ball pit maze by a guy named Mr. Elmo, who Hilda dropped a stand on. Hilda and Kike, we did it together. We just <laughs> smashed him. Yes, it was a bond experience. It was good bonding, for sure. Uh, it's been a month since then. 
the Intermortal Necromon Championship has been gearing up for its first meet, and I mean, that's pretty much it. You can see that the valley is slowly being taken over more and more by the championship. Everything has some sort of branding, and more and more companies are getting that SC Scuba Corps logo placed right before or after their name as the Scuba Corps Space Scraper rises, and more and more local companies are getting bought out. But besides that, what's been going on in your lives over the past month? Since last time, Kike and, and Hilda had a bonding experience over chemistry, and Hilda seemed interested enough in chemistry, so I would like to say that at least maybe one time or two times, Hilda went to Kike's house for some, like... Yes, yes, yes. You know, those, like, science experiments that, like, you do with kids. Like, oh, let's put these two things together and make putty or stuff like that. And Kike... That's so cute. ...has shown some basic chemistry so cute. to Hilda. Hilda brought safety goggles. Tuken was there also with his own safety goggles, but he was Ooh. not allowed to go inside the house and he didn't eat the experiment. Just staring from outside like a shoehorn. <laughs> yes. And it makes sense, too, because we're getting close to the end of the first semester at this point already. I'd say more likely than not, this competition is scheduled like the Saturday or even the Sunday before finals week. Oh, so he just because Scuba Corps doesn't give a fuck about your school schedule. <laughs> so even if she doesn't have like a chemistry class, Kike is still like. Preparing her for when she has to take chemistry <laughs> next year or whatever. Aww. I want to say seventh grade, we had general science, so they could have done a small chemistry course. That's fair. Our seventh grade was all recap. I don't even remember what my seventh grade was. I just remembered we might have dissected something once, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Is what I remember about seventh oh, grade. Oh, we didn't dissect anything. I dissected a frog and it was pregnant. Oh, no! Oh, no! It was sad. Oh! I didn't like it. Did you oh. know? No. Oh! I didn't learn anything that day. You Yes, you learned that the frog was pregnant. I mean, I learned that. Oh. <laughs> didn't care about it. Well, luckily, we don't dissect Necromon. Oh. That's not a thing that happens, so you don't have to worry about the kids having done that. Okay. Anything else notable happened in the past month? Irene's been training. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we begin, I have one last question for you all. What does the aggressive bandit outfit look like? I want everyone to go around and give me one detail about the outfit. I'll start with the easiest one because it's already been established. He has a bandit mask. He has, like, a sleeveless denim vest, like, Ash Ketchum, but, like, a little bit more punk-ish. He has cowboy boots. <laughs> he has a little bow tie that changes colors depending on the occasion. <laughs> he can choose which color he can have the bow tie be. It's very small, so, like, he's a big guy and it's a very small bow tie. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ellie doesn't know how to respond to this. He's got a he's got a little a little pocket square in his denim vest. He's a gentleman because gentlemen <laughs> have those. They have pocket squares. So to go over, you see a man in a bandit mask with a sleeveless denim vest, cowboy boots, a pocket square, and a little multicolored bow tie that's currently 
blue and white, like waves on the ocean. Well, uh, thanks so much, everybody, for coming here to the first meet of the Intermortal Necromon Championship. You know, uh, you kids and teens are our future, and the initiative that you're giving towards this friendly competition is uh, really... And you can see he's starting to tear up a little bit. Really inspiring. And it's silent for a second in the amphitheater until the woman next to him gives him a little nudge. And he's like, oh, right. Uh, and as I always say, uh, bang, bang. And the crowd just starts chanting and hooting a holler. And you hear a bang, 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 bang. As Maybelline, the woman next to him, takes over the mic and says... Such a great job from Lukey Poo, our aggressive bandit. Everyone give him one more round of applause. And the applause emanates through the amphitheater. Now, before we get started, just a couple of little announcements from ScubaCore. And as Maybelline goes through and gives just a bunch of ads, I'm gonna describe the setting a little bit. So you are all in the beach city of Puerto Ballenas. This is a beachside city about two hours west of the valley. So you've got the valley, you've got this mountainous region, and then you've got Puerto Ballenas on the westernmost side. And you are specifically in an amphitheater on the Malacone. The Malacone is basically this beachside walking area. There isn't much of a beach, it's mostly rocks, but there's shops and other businesses and nice places to walk. And as part of it, there's a fairly sized amphitheater that has gotten a bunch of crude enhancements. So you've got like, you know, five steps, which are packed with audience. And then you've got like 10 more steps made out of wood that were just hammered on. They're going into the walkway and all of those are covered with people as well. You aren't on those though, Hilda and Irene. Instead, you're down in the area between the stage and the bleachers because you are some of the participants in this tournament. So you see a bunch of other kids walking around Walnuts in the corner, figuring out their strategy, just moving back and forth, holding two cards, saying, So, Freddy said that this one has a clear tactical advantage, but this one does more damage. So, that's better, right? And somewhere else, Unuin is just excitedly watching everything on the stage in rapt attention. What are you two up to, Hilda and Irene? At the word friendship in Lucas Fang's speech, Irene's already deadly serious face somehow gets even more grim <laughs> and she says nothing. Hilda is currently alternating between three different states of being. One, Afraid that she's about to miss an important announcement about where she's supposed to go or what she's supposed to do, so doing nothing in case she misses it. Two, blasting some music to just drown out everything else, have something to focus on for a bit. Three, reading a book because the music was not distracting enough, needed another distraction. Irene's a little put out that 
Hilda is not paying attention to her, even though, because she wants, like, somebody to pay attention to her so she can ignore them. <laughs> yeah, because your ride, well, this happened for most of you. The theaters are so packed that you need to get a ticket for each individual part of the competition. So your ride dropped you off and immediately left. So after a while, you clue in as Maybelline finishes her announcements. So remember, put in the code CHZZZ. That's for sleep. For your own free trial of a scuba core mattress. CZZ. And with all of that out of the way, it's time to introduce our announcers for today. So our first announcer is one of ScubaCore's newest acquisitions. Everyone's favorite DJ on Scorpion Radio, Chaz Casey. And everyone applauds as this man walks onto stage and you know immediately who was behind the design of the aggressive bandit outfit. This man, I can only describe as a classy cowboy with a hint of rock star. He is wearing this deep, dark brown cowboy outfit. It's got a nice long jacket, a vest, a scarf, boots that all in turn equally complement his black skin. But what really puts this suit together is the trim and the smile because his outfit along all the edges has this vibrant golden trim, which sparkles almost as much as the man's smile. Well, welcome one and all to the first competition of the Scuba Corps Intermortal Necromon Championship. I'm Chaz Casey, co-announcing with and he looks over to Maybelline, who crosses her arms and does a big roll of her eyes and says, and co-announcing with Chaz Casey, the Valley's number one radio personality is Sammy. <laughs> and she kind of vaguely motions as the large applause just becomes this like slow, confused clap as another man walks out onto stage. This man looks a lot younger than Chaz. So Chaz is probably in his 40s. This guy is almost a kid. He's 18 or 19. He looks like an intern. He's got this patchwork cotton skin with visible stitches and his cheeks have these red spirals that are almost not visible because they're entirely covered up by thick, curly orange yarn hair that falls down like a mop. Where Chaz has clearly prepared for this, this guy looks like he rolled out of bed, sporting a green hoodie and a comfortable rustic brown coat. He essentially looks like a rustic boy band version of Raggedy Andy. And this man says, Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to, uh, yeah, the thing. I'm really excited to be here. Everybody, give it up for Sammy! And at Chaz doing some applause, everyone then applauds, and Maybelline, you can see, just walks off the stage in a huff while staring daggers at this weird boy band stuffed doll. 
And Chaz, like a champ, just continues. He's a professional. All right. Well, as Luca, the aggressive bandit, says, a key part of dueling is bond. Not only the bond between you and your necromon, but the bond between you and everyone else. And there's a bit of a pause, and Sammy's like, uh, oh, right, uh, yeah, so, um, this first one is gonna be like the tag team duel. No! Whatever. Ooh. Each of you have been uh, paired with someone in your grade before this started, and you're gonna be measured not only on whether or not you win, but how well you do as partners. <sighs> group project, group project, group project, group project. Walnut is just there next to next to Hilda. Group project, group project, group project. Group project. In the stadium, you can see Freddy is also just, you can't hear him, but you know he's going, project. Irene turns slowly on her heel and looks at them with dead eyes. Hilda doesn't notice. She's having too much fun with her friend. (laughs) Reed's a little upset by this. (laughs) So we're going to go in reverse order from grades, starting with the seniors in high school and moving backwards. But I'd like everyone to come up and quickly see who you're paired with. And both he and Sammy move to the side. And you can see the arches at the back of the amphitheater light up with these kind of holographic lights. And sure enough, they're listed by grade with who is paired with who. Irene approaches, deeply upset. Hilda is very excited. Irene, you walk up. Now you know how group projects go. They're the worst. I always end up doing all the work because even though they do work, it's not good enough for me, apparently, and I know I could do it better. And you know that whoever you get paired with will be the worst person, and yet you find someone even worse. Because right next to Irene Hawthorne, you see the name Hilda Miskiewicz. <sighs> Ooh. Uh, hi, hi, Irene. It's, it's, uh, me, Hilda. I, we, we've met a couple of times before. Yes, you are my rival. (laughs) Yes, yes, rivals. Anyway, looks like we get to team up for this next round. I was wondering if I might get to team up with Walnut, but that's okay, too. You could team up with Walnut, and I could do it alone. I don't know if we're allowed to switch. It would, because everybody else would have to switch, too, in order to make it work. As my rival... You should make sufficient backup. Uh, backup? Yes. I will be winning the duel. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure you'll do a lovely job standing in the background. (laughs) I think we'd be at a pretty big disadvantage if we didn't fight together. That doesn't seem very rivalry. Rivalry. Doesn't seem like very rival behavior to not do my best to show you up. This is an adequate way of thinking. Yes, I I was reading this book and it's it's about rivals sort of um and and I was thinking it would be it would be great inspiration for the style I I should bring to mon training because you already have a really cool style and I I don't have a style yet. Thank you, I do. But but basically I've I I I'm going to I'm going to try to one up you in a very friendly and sporting way to test the limits of what we can do. 
uh, so, so there. And I won't take no for an answer. Acceptable. Yes. Friendship, dueling, announcements. All three equally important. Hi, welcome to the announcement break for a tag team duel, which you'll find out next episode is a really an accurate title because they're going to duel at the same time. They're not, the tag part is not happening. It's just a team duel. So welcome to, I guess, a team duel. Just like with most weeks, we've got a promo for you today. This one is for a show I actually reached out to called Uncanny Robot because I just think their premise is real neat. Take a listen. You're listening to Uncanny Robot. Machine written stories read by a human. The banging on my front door woke me around midnight. I took a deep breath, put my trigger finger on the nucleotic phaser's shred button, and opened the door. Asteroid Arnie? The one and only. What brings you to my neck of the universe? Mumi, we've got a problem. It's the Mushy Blooms. They need our help. Help us? But we don't need any help. It was an insane ride. First, we went around and around in circles, and then poof. Mysterioid kid orchids, hiding, sleeping, sunflowers crocheted with human fingers. Whoops, wrong universe. Several moments of that and zapparoo. We popped out on the other side, the alternate Earth. Hey, where's the sky? Mumi, it's good to see you again. It's good to be seen. Rosemary marched over and said, they're being exterminated by an alien race. And they're called the Stinky Lollies. What the hell is that? Is this safe? <laughs> of course it isn't. Don't be a baby. Follow me! Run to the shelter! Oh my god, they have blaster cannons. The music keeps us safe from their evil stench! If you've ever seen a blast canter, you'd never forget. How will we escape this certain death? Help us! Help us! What the fuck is going on? You look like you belong in outer space! If you found that advertisement interested, you can find a link to Uncanny Robot in the description below. That's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, a tag team duel part two, will be releasing on Monday, July 25th. But if you'd like additional stories, podcasts, or behind the scenes videos, you can find them at patreon.com slash questfriends. For example, if you go back us right now, you will get to see the video outtakes of last session, which means many, many minutes of Hallie Yellow. I hope to see you there.
All right, so we are going to move over. Sparky, before I talk about where you are, I have a question for you. In her heart of hearts, deep in the core of her being, what would Sparky's ideal meet cute with Lucas Bang be? Art forgery. <laughs> Explain. If I bust. Um, so the uh, ideal general surroundings of any date are stealing something such as the Declaration of Independence, but that's not for every single date. Um, but there should be some kind of air of crime and or mystery. And art forgery is actually the perfect way because whether you're forging art or trying to determine whether art is forged, you gotta get like really close with whoever you're with. Like, oh man, there's only one painting. So you gotta get, you gotta, oh man, there's there's not enough space for us both to, oh, we, we're so close to each other. Can you tell if that red is right? <laughs> Flirting. <laughs> All right. So an art forgery has been set up because Alina asked you many, many questions. And even if Sparky doesn't know that this is what she would want, Alina does know. I know that Alina knows, but just for the record, Sparky would either have not said art forgery or would have been so frustrated that she would have thrown out art forgery. I don't know, even though that's actually the answer that she would have given, but she only said it in a rush of annoyance and irritation. But it is what she wants deep down. Um, so actually important question before we continue. Would Sparky dress up for a date? She's got a different hairband on. It's like a slightly nicer <laughs> hairband by no one's definition but her own. And the only reason it is nicer is because it is different than the one she wears every day. It's like the <laughs> same price, a different pattern, but not one that's objectively fancier. It's just like, oh, I don't wear this one as often, so I'm dressing up <laughs> with this hairband. But, you know, is she... it clean, though, or would it have been under like a pile of dirty clothes? Okay. That's fair. Okay. She okay. There are some clean clothes in like, Sparky's trailer. Like, come on. Cleaner than the surroundings, for sure. It was in a drawer. Drawers are clean. You don't clean drawers. <laughs> Do you not clean drawers? So, like, it's fine. It's fine and it's nice. It's a nice, clean hairband that she's wearing. She's wearing her normal jacket. Her cargo shorts are probably down as pants because, you know, that's formal. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise not. <laughs> this is how she rolls. Okay. Sparky doesn't go out of her way for anybody, anytime, for anything. So you are currently standing, and Ari, tell me if I shouldn't do this one. I tried to pull out a name that I thought would be appropriate. So you are standing right now outside of the Rivera Art Museum. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's a couple la last name. I just find it funny that it's the one from Coco. Like, well, I was, I just looked, I just typed in Mexican artist because I'm like, I'm not doing Frida Kahlo. Everyone does Frida Kahlo. <laughs> well, you made. And I saw it. Diego Rivera. Yeah, that's her husband. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't do her husband. No, I mean you can. It just, it just <laughs> like, oh man, can't do the lady. Women are so overrepresented. We'll go to the husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, Frida Kahlo has been commodified in a way that I. Don't don't think the woman herself would have liked. No. Which is why I don't want to use her. Yeah. Because it was either that or it was Chopin, but Chopin is a musician. Yeah. And Polish. And <laughs> Polish. So. Maybe not that one. If you don't want to say Rivera, you can say Cicados. That's another artist that we have. Cicados, okay. Yes. You're standing outside of the Cicados Art Museum. 
next to a fountain that's actually kind of shooting out like a geyser. And as you're just waiting around, you can hear the tour guide talking to some tour saying, Okay, so what we have next to us is the pride and joy of Puerto Baenas, our good old boy, Walter. <laughs> now, Walter ties in very importantly to our town's history. Puerto Baenas sits on a dormant volcano. Many, many years ago, this volcano erupted creating the land that we are on today. But in addition to that, and some of you older folks in the audience might remember this time, but any of us living probably don't, there was actually a time where there weren't just people and necromon, but there were other creatures as well. And one of those creatures was what we call a whale. And in addition to creating all of the land we're on, this volcano is also rumored to have created all of the whales. And you can see that the statue is a giant whale and the geyser that's shooting out of it is shooting out of the blowhole. <laughs> Legend tells that one day, this volcano, which is relatively dormant, will erupt again, flooding the land in whales. And that might be a bit apocalyptic sounding to some of you, but really, I think our buddy Walter here could use some company. The entirety of Hallie's reaction to this was fucking, <laughs> fucking gold. Hallie has a question, Kyle. <laughs> I have Sparky Malarkey. Hi, uh, Sparky Malarkey in the back here. I'm a reporter. Um, um, what do you mean by relatively dormant? Oh, um, not a tour guest, but I suppose everyone would love to know. So the fountain up there is actually a geyser from the volcano. And you can see that a little bit of water shoots out. So it just shoots out water every so often. Don't worry, it's not gonna be a disaster. We won't have another Yellowstone anytime soon. Yeah. Yellowstone erupted in this world. Everything is bad. This is the post-apocalypse world from Project Wingman. So we're, are we truly just in a post-apocalyptic setting? <laughs> right, interesting. I might cut that line, we'll see. But all the animals are extinct. Oh, God. <laughs> we, I wanted to explain why Ari is referencing real animals. Yeah, because Kyle was like, all animals are extinct, like, a couple of weeks ago. And I was How like... How the fuck can all animals be extinct? How does that work? So it wasn't that all animals were extinct. I was just sitting there like, you know what? Maybe we should just cut animals and just have it be necromons and humans because it's simpler. And then Ari was like, but I referenced real animals. And I was like, oh, no, Apples. I'll just kill all of them except for the whales. <laughs> I mean, the whales are gone, too. Why, why does this keep happening? Why do we keep having like really innocuous things that <laughs> rapidly spiral to? This is the defining lore element of this world. How the fuck did we so casually get to? There are no animals. We have a mass extinction. Yeah, like, the world is apocalyptic. Can we still have cows and like chickens and like things that people eat? Only ghost cows, apparently. Only necro cows and necro chicken. Do we get necro eggs? Is that what? You can eat necro eggs. Okay, I'm okay with that. I, mm... Are necro chickens born out of necro eggs? What came first, the necro chicken no. or the necro egg? I don't want to ask this question. Anyways, getting back to where we were, you were next to Walter, the giant whale statue that is on top of a geyser that is a volcano that made the land you are standing on and also all of the whales 
and rumor has it will flood the land with whales again someday. Sparky gets out her little smackbook pro and types out, Whale volcano. Conspiracy? Investigate later. Maybe once you've gotten four more points on your Rutabaga investigation. Look, yeah, she's got a lot in her plate. So the Rutabagas come first. She's got to figure out the Rutabagas and then and then she'll figure out the whale volcano. Am I supposed to meet someone, i.e. Lucas Bang here? Yeah, this is the meeting place for Lucas Bang. The most romantic place on Earth. Listen, it is rumored that if you kiss under the whale statue with your one true love... You will be temporarily spared when the whale apocalypse comes. Temporarily? What is the point? <laughs> Who benefits? What is the point? Fuck that. Fuck Wilder. He doesn't do anything for you. This is why this is a false god and we shouldn't build monuments <laughs> to false gods because Wilder doesn't do shit. He doesn't care about you and your long-term well-being. As Sparky's ranting on that, the tour guide is just quietly <laughs> shuffling everyone away. All right, now let's go see the next sculpture. Because there's a bunch of sculptures in this town. Wailter's just the big one. God, I can't believe Metaphorically and literally. Drivel, people. Maybe little fear was good for them. Whatever. <laughs> um, since Sparky is here before the person she's supposed to meet up with, she doesn't want it to seem like she was here first, so she's gonna hide behind the whale statue and just wait for Lucas to show up. Uh, Sparky, take a GM intrusion. Oh my fucking god. Fine. Who do you give the other AP to? Um, not to Ari, because she's mean to me. And you know what? Tom hasn't been mean to me today, so I'm going to give it to Tom. I'm going to give it to Hilda for being a good sport. <laughs> All right. So you're hiding behind this whale statue. I'm hiding behind this whale statue. Kike. No, what no. What happens to bring you right past <laughs> no! this whale statue oh! at this moment? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe he sees somebody he recognizes near no! that whale statue. And, you know, he's just... Going to say hello? No. Yeah, it's your Sabrina Lupe. She has the best little, I don't know, let's say it's a gelato stand. Yeah. She has the best little like pop-up gelato stand in all of Puerto Ballenas. Perfect. So you're, you're going and she sees you and she's waving, but you can't help but notice that the statue looks really, really weird. Okay, well, like... Sparky, how are you hiding behind the statue? I'm not, like, crouching down, like, stealth video game style. It's more like, I like, oh, you can't see me if you're coming from the way that I'm pretty sure Lucas Bang is gonna okay. come from. So let me correct that. You just see Sparky sitting there. Okay, well, the thing is, Kike wouldn't like to interact with Sparky any more than Sparky <laughs> would like to interact with Kike. So really, I mean... You know, if his niece is calling him, he's going to like go and say hello to her. And then when he sees that Sparky's there, he would just say to his niece like, oh, eh, you know, we, do, you, do you mind if we walk along the male instead of eating the gelato here? It's a really nice day and we don't, we, there's no reason for us to stay here in the, uh, in, in the whale, you know? It's always nice to just walk by, see sometimes I add new statues and, and things like that. Maybe you can show me what has been changed. And like, he's also trying to like avoid visual contact with Sparky as much as Sparky is avoiding it with him. Um, I'm sorry, I know you wanted interaction, but like Kike wouldn't, <laughs> Kike wouldn't interact with Sparky either. Roll me convince somebody. Okay. What stat do you want to use? Uh, 
I mean, I think the logical one, even if I'm bad at it, it's hard. Yeah, you're you're because you're just appealing to your to my niece or sobrina, I guess. Yeah, like just basically being like, hey, it's a nice day. How about we walk? Because he also doesn't want to be sitting by here, you know. Listen, worst case scenario, you roll well, and Kike just has a nice day for once in his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Give me give me a roll with heart. Okay. Let's see. What's this? Uh, it's. 10, but then I have minus two hard. So that is an eight. Okay, so mix success. Your target is convinced. Mostly. Choose one drawback. Well, I mean, I would say they ask for something in return, which is maybe, you know, maybe she wants to go and buy some, um, because she's from there, so she wouldn't oh, want to buy oh, no, a souvenir. I, I get to choose what she asks for in return, yeah. and I know what she wants to ask. Okay. Lupe looks at you, and Lupe, absolute sweetheart, you know. All of your kiddos are super sweet, which is why it's nice to go to Puerto Bayenas because Ariel and Yunuen are the only two relatives of yours in the valley, but pretty much everyone who lives here, you know, you can't go five feet without meeting a family member. So it's always nice to come here. And Lupe looks at you with just a big old smile and she's like, I have to figure out a voice. Oh, of course, Uncle Kike. Oh, I don't know why. No, not this. Fuck of course, T.O. Kike. You know, we should, uh, it's been so long. We should invite everybody around to have a little get together to celebrate Unuin's uh, little competition today. So, you know, we could invite Liam. We could invite Julian. We could invite Tia Julieta, Tio Raphael. Oh, and of course, Tio Lionel, of course, too. No. <laughs> yes. Listen, or no, he wouldn't he wouldn't be that he wouldn't be that caught up. But he'll interrupt being like, ah, you know how hard it is. It's perfect for all of the ones that live here, of course. So all of the ones that you mentioned are great, except for Lionel, because you know he doesn't even live here. It will take a really long time for him to come. And it's just better if we stick with Liam, Julieta, Julian, and Raphael. You know what? Those are fine. That's that's completely fine. Lionel, we can forget about Lionel for now. He it's too complicated of a trip. Oh, oh no, oh no, I'm so I'm so sorry. And you can see she puts her hands in front of her mouth in like a really upset way. Oh, I I'm I I spoiled it. <sighs> you know and wanted to keep it a surprise. What? Well, Tio Lionel's coming to see her in the competition. And you flash back to the car and you remember that Yudoin was just sitting there really excited. Oh, no. And you just thought it was for the competition. But no, no, this was an excitement beyond the competition. Well, that's a surprise, all right? <laughs> sure surprised me. Yeah, Ariel went to get him. They should be here any minute now. And you flash back again. And you remember Ariel being like, yeah, uh, could you just take Yuna? I, uh, I have work. And they had a smile when talking about work, which was very strange to you because it must have been some new job that they actually liked for once. God. Uh, no. Uh, is gonna be like, and... So, so, so you're saying that that everybody's getting together, including Lionel? Is that what you're telling me, Lupe? Is that she looks nervous? She's like, 
yeah, I I hope I didn't spoil it too much for you. No, you know, it's it's better it's better that I, that, that I know now and I didn't find that out there. <laughs> I have some time to prepare to pretend to be surprised for this this really pleasant uh, occasion. And Sparky, you didn't hear any of this, but you do hear that was really smart thinking of you. You know, this is why you're the clever Uncle Tio Kike. <sighs> you, you, you can feel free to repeat that when we are in front of uh, certain surprises, <laughs> that I am the clever one. I am the clever <laughs> uncle and not any other uncles that you may encounter today, Lupe. Um, when hearing like, oh, da, 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 Uncle Kike, Sparky put her head in her hands like, Oh, not right now, not right now, not right now. Because she doesn't want anyone she knows to see her here. Because, uh, like, 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 obviously Lucas Bang knows her. And obviously Alina knows her. But Alina's, Alina's a polite and friendly bully. And so she's only here because Alina forced her to be here. This is, this is, this is, Kiki doesn't need to know that she's here. So she's gonna, as like, I'm imagining like Kike is walking with his niece off screen and then Sparky tries to do that like dining table thing where she moves just slightly around the corner so that she just, she just... Roll me the sneak. Sneak? Okay. I mean, he's, he's seen you, but you are trying to sneak, so I still want you to roll to sneak. I'm sneaking. That's the slick stat, right? Yeah. Guess what? I've got a plus three in slick today. Oh! Nice. That gets me a nine. Okay, a mixed success. So, hey, hey. you sneak, but not perfectly. Choose one drawback. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick someone other than your target notices you sneaking. Sparky, is that you? And you turn around and you see on the angle you weren't trying to hide. Elliot, your powers of observation are as astute as always. I can sense sarcasm, Sparky, but I will accept the compliment nonetheless. Hmm. What are you doing next to art? Oh, you're referring to the whale, to the whale. I guess, I guess one could call it art, if one were so moved. Uh, I am here to get gelato. I don't see any gelato around me. There's, there was a stand down the other way, but... Oh, you know what? Missed it. I will just have to come back some other time. Oh, okay. I understand. If you don't want to tell me, that's fine. You don't have to tell me everything. I already did tell you. You know, part of being a reporter is listening to the answers people give you when you ask questions. But I know that you're not used to actually asking the questions before getting the answers, so maybe this is all learning to you. He doesn't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rude. And, um, and where is Lucas? He was supposed to be here as well, was he not? Lucas Bang? Unless I heard of some other Lucas. I don't know who you associate with down at the prosecutor's office. You could know a great many Lucases. To think a man as professional as you can't be specific when asking if I have seen someone. Isn't that like a lawyer trick? Sparky, why, why do you think I'm here to trick you? Why are you here? He shrugs. I had business in the area. Ah, classic. Yeah, was it, was it, you know what, actually, I don't really care what your business was. She says, like a liar, and- Don't worry, Sparky, it was a personal affair. Nothing tantalizing. Sparky's thinking about how much more tantalizing it is that it's a personal affair. (laughs) Well, what makes you think, what makes you think Lucas Bang was going to show up? Well, unlike you, 
I read Alina's group chat. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's got her. He's got her. She doesn't read the group chat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the one area where her research fails her. She doesn't read the goddamn group chat. <laughs> she whips out her phone, furiously opens up the group chat. And what does it what does it say? What does the group chat say? Well, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of it is Alina trying to do meetups. Okay. And Chaz Casey responding with a bunch of dates and times that he's available. And then no response from you or Elliot. What <laughs> a sad group chat. But you see three messages. All right, everyone. Tomorrow's the big day. Everyone wish Sparky good luck on her meet up oh. and there's quotes and a wink Bonkers. to which Chaz Casey says oh for the love of jeez you got it partner Jesus. and there are some like little guns and a ca- happy cowboy hat <gasps> and Elliot just writes mm. <laughs> with a period <laughs> I really like the image of just the two of them posting like when they're available and then read by Elliot and Sparky is like <laughs> a few months up the chat. (laughs) You asked for the Scooby gang, Hallie. I know! Oh my god. Cripes, you have been had so completely and utterly. (sighs) Cripes, I've been had. Oh god. You know, Alina doesn't know what she's talking about. Lucas was just in town, and I took my protege to go. She's really into Necroman. Uh, He signed her little card. It was really, really cute. We reconnected there and we thought, you know, it would be, it would be fun to uh, reconnect. Mm. What is that not good enough for you? Look at you reaching out for someone. <laughs> I don't reach out to anyone. This reach out was mutual. This was more like a, um, like a, um, like a touch hands in the middle kind of a thing. A touch hands in the middle. Okay, well, of- that's not like what happened. God, God, Elliot, God. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say, for God's sake. I, I would like to re-ask the question, actually. So you, so you saw this in the group chat and thought, oh, you know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to the Cicados Art Museum. I'm going to go look at this whale. You probably like the whale. You would. It's fine. It's fine, he says. It's fine. God, you can't even have, like, an infuriating opinion. What are, what are you doing here? Well, unlike you, I actually wanted gelato. It's all the way over there. You said that yourself when I said I wanted gelato. Well, the stand is normally here, Sparky. That's what I'm saying. But unfortunately, the gelato stand is no longer here. And, and he looks at his watch, I have to get back to that personal matter. And with that, he walks off. Um, um, Kyle, do I still have... Mm, This is very illegal, though. (sighs) Do I still have my little bugs that I used like three episodes ago? No, I think I used, you know what? I have AP. I'd like to use some AP, please. Uh, I want to know what his fucking family affair is. Fuck Elliot. He wasn't here for gelato. I want to know. Um, I'm going to add something useful to the environment that wouldn't necessarily be there otherwise. And it's a bug that's in my pocket. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he drops a business card and you want to bug him? I want to bug him. And so I'm going to, um, before he leaves, I'm going to walk past him and say, well, you know, I shoulder bump slipping it in and going to go appreciate some art all right give me a roll to sneak 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 
with my plus three, that's a 13. Oh, wow. So full nice. success. So yeah, describe how you get it in this pocket. Oh man, this is so, this is so much smoother than Sparky is used to it being. It's the classic, you know, shoulder bump, hand moves backwards, slips it into pocket. If Sparky had handed something to Elliot, he would have been like, the fuck is this? And then thrown it away. But you know, she didn't. She very expertly slipped it into his pocket. And it just looked like she was, you know, being clumsy, huffily getting past him. And in fact, as she goes up the stairs, she readjusts her jacket and goes, still got it. Looks like Kyle can eat his heart out. I'm going to tell you, that was a brilliant play because you're about to learn something that I was waiting months to tell you. Hell yeah! Heist board! Heist board! Heist! There's nothing to do with the heist board. You start walking, you hear the various sounds of the street. At one point, you hear Elliot run. Weird. And he's very out of breath. One gelato, please. <laughs> of course, coming right up. And then you can see the transaction and you hear this voice say, Anyway, so as I was saying, you can't tell anyone that you knew Teal Lionel was coming. <laughs> and eventually they keep walking and you hear him stop at some point. And a voice says, Oh, well, uh, uh, hey there, son. Hello, Earl. Uh, it's uh, uh, great to meet you. Come, let's come on in for a, a hug. Uh, okay, uh, one hand side hug. That's uh. That's fine too. Uh, yeah. So where where are we gonna where are we gonna go from here? The amphitheater is that way, Earl. Oh, oh great, great. I'm um so excited to see Irene duel. Hmm. And with that final blow, Team Walnut and Bean have won. It must be real sad for the other team, cause they lost. But remember. The bonds of teamwork and brotherhood overcome all losses. Irene and Hilda, it has been a while. You've seen many duels. Walnut, who was paired with some student named Bean, has just finished Dare Duel. And you can see Walnut's giving Freddy a thumbs up in the audience and giving you a thumbs up as well as Day walks past you because you're standing in line ready to go next on the duel. Um, All I ask is that you do not shame me. I was going to ask if we had a plan or a strategy, but that works too. The plan is for me to battle and you to provide potential backup and clapping. I can do that. I can back up and Hilda will wink in a very over-exaggerated way like, yes, I understand what you're telling me to do. I don't understand why you're winking at me. I'm picking up what you're saying. I'll be the backup, wink. Great. Yes. And Irene, very confused, goes to wink and then stops herself. So it's just an eye twitch. Just like... <laughs> and then, like, steps just a tiny bit further away. All right! Now it's time for our next contestants! On one side... Sammy, this is you. Uh, yeah, so we've got, uh, Hilda Miskiewicz. Woo! Hilda! Blah, 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 blah. You can see there are these two women in the crowd in full clown makeup. Your mom, Yulia, 
has a giant trombone that she's just playing in excitement while Alina pulls out a Vuvuzela with a clown honker at the end of it and just starts honking it. Hilda is doing that thing where you like hold up a hand to like shield your face from like embarrassing parents watching. Just like, Irene does another slow turn. Yeah, so Hilda, and you shield your eyes before you see the banner, but you can hear the confetti pop off of it. No. And uh, Irene Hoth, and there's some clapping as well. Irene, do you check the audience at all? Out of the corner of her eye, briefly. You see actually next to Alina and Yulia, you see them scooch aside a little bit to let this older Gunyangahaga or Mohawk man in. This man's just a really nice looking guy in his 60s. He exudes that friendly yet confused grandpa energy. He's wearing a pretty standard white collar suit and tie, which matches unfortunately well with his tired rectangular face. Although he does seem to be pushing past that exhaustion for genuine, yet again confused, excitement. And again, Hilda's moms make space for this man to walk in and sit down, and then of course next to next to your father you see Big Brother is there too. Irene does the embarrassed thing too. And on the other side, we've got all the way from flyover Kansas, Katrina Collectum. And this thin girl with fair skin and blonde hair walks out. She's wearing cut off rustic jorts, a plaid shirt with rolled up jeans and with rolled up sleeves and a denim vest. And she walks in like she owns the place. The denim vest was rolled up jeans. <laughs> but coming even further, all the way from Zarvia, we've got Annie Romanov. And you hear on these speakers that aren't the regular speakers, because the arches have speakers on them and they have, you know, little things showing the battle statistics. You hear music begin. And the music suddenly cuts off. We, uh, we, we, uh, we don't have time for intro songs or musical numbers right now. Oh, come on! And next to Katrina Collectum, you see none other than the skeleton of Rasputin wearing a wig. I think that's where we're cutting episode one. I'm so pleased he's back. Oh, the little boy, little rats. I hope you all know I use the coffee machine is broken as the sample complication every time I bring up this game. And that's so because it's important. If we ever pick this, you will have to fight a character called the Coffee King because that's what I use in every single example. I say... Oh no, a coffee machine got broken. Now you gotta face the Coffee King. And that's how things spiral out of control. The Coffee King wouldn't dare cross Sparky Malarkey again. 
<laughs> no, the coffee queen would. Oh, fuck. Also, Holly, you should be happy that Kyle didn't choose to go with the true whale statue that we have that is not one whale, but one whale and it's baby whale. So it's two whales. But like it's a, a baby whale is like an acceptable size. But it's both. It's the big whale and then the little whale is next to the other whale. So it's two whales. It's a baby. Swimming that's, next to each other. That's fucking fine. Ari and I have been <laughs> sitting on this lore for a very long time. We have. I was really excited. I fucking imagine you have. And the name of the our statue is just the whale. Like, so it's it's fine, you know. Not the whales. No, it is the whale, even though it's two whales. Wow, that's <laughs> false advertising. That is misleading. You get more whales for the price of one. The price of one is too high. It's fucking whale. Have we referenced meat at any point in this show so far? I can't remember. We have not. I've had in my notes, if meat comes up, I am going to ask everyone, how does food work if you only have Necromon? <laughs> I was like, we'll just do Pokemon rules, right? Like Pokemon, oh. there's just Pokemon and people. You have that instead oh. of animals. So we don't fig have to figure out, do all dogs go to heaven? Then I told Ari this on at a side, and she's like, but Kiki referenced real animals. So yeah, I was, was like, like, you should have told me this earlier before I called. So I was like, maybe in Kiki's lifetime, there was animals. And then the implication happened. Oh. In the Pokemon game I played just before we started, there was a book where they talked about eating water Pokemon and then throwing the bones of the Pokemon into the ocean and then the Pokemon regenerated. At least I'm not telling you that Lickitung is a delicacy. <laughs> Or the fucking lore of, like, there was a post-apocalyptic event in Pokemon that, like, has Pokemon souls held in artifacts that can be used for certain evolutions? Are we fucking Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby? Is that what I'm at? Because it sounds like that's where we're at. So how do the plants get pollinated? Necrobees. Necrobees. Okay. <laughs> we still have Necromon. Eeb! Because it's a bee backwards. Eeb. 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 You didn't save the whales, but you did save the bees. If one of them had to be saved, it's the bees. 